Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Hello and welcome into the podcast exclusive of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. Tony Colombo here with producer Carl Middleman Hello. and my partner Bo Matthews. Present. And the guys from Osage County Guns, John Dawson and Jake Fair, sticking around from this week's show to do the podcast with us. Guys, are you there? We are. Excellent. So, yeah, if you missed anything on the show this week, we talked to Aaron Tarlow from Southern Armory, of course. We talked to Harrison Cohn, the author of the new book, Saber Down. Uh, Harrison had a great story about the inspiration behind his book, his 100-year-old grandfather, who was a World War II vet, Bo. Super cool story. Love the story, man. Yeah. So, uh, and, and of course, uh, John and Jake joined us on the show this week as well. So if you missed any of that and you already have this podcast downloaded, make sure you download the show podcast. And we certainly appreciate uh, everybody who downloads one or both of the Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors podcast each and every week. Um, we were talking um, at the end of the show there about, you know, what's happening inside the retail stores, the gun stores in the area. Of course, Osage County Guns out there in Wright City, the the best gun store in the area, uh, one of the biggest gun stores in the whole country, uh, 6,000 square feet of retail space. And, Bo, you were asking about with, you know, we're, the, the lack of inventory that everybody has right, right now uh, because of the pressure on the gun industry. You had a question about that. So. Yeah, you know, a, a lot of, you know, businesses have had to pivot, guys, and I just, I'm thinking you guys are probably doing the same thing. Selling more Second Amendment radio t-shirts is one thing, but... Are you are you broadening your uh, your uh, I don't know what you call it your inventory things? Are you adding coolers and four wheelers and you know other other <laughs> no deer stands and are you are you doing Produce. something to augment your gun sales uh, to keep you know that space filled up? No, unfortunately not. And there's a, I mean a few reasons. Um, you know it's it's outside of our niche, hmm. and then you know the lag from the time you order to the time you take delivery. Um, so what we're working to do is focus on, you know, our biggest partners and then leverage, you know, our relationships with them. Good and, for you. Uh, 
you know, work to try to get larger deliveries, more frequent deliveries. Uh, Jake's been in a lot of meetings working and planning and ordering. And uh, I do the same, you know, with uh, Sig Sauer. And so we've been seeing, you know, pretty good steady shipments uh, of product. But, you know, the, the demand is just mind-blowing. Yeah. And so, you know, case in, case in point, uh, I think on Thursday of last week, about a week ago today, or, you know, a week ago-ish, we received like 298 guns in one day. Wow. Um, and they're all gone. <laughs> wow. That, well, I was going to say, that doesn't sound like a shortage, but uh, yeah, I guess. One, okay. one day from one vendor, right? Wow. Um, so, you know, it it's just mind-blowing, um, the, the demand. So uh, we are, you know, we're at a point now where as we really started to get aggressive with ordering and we're, you know, we're seeing deliveries for products. Some things that we ordered in June of last year in July are just hitting. And then as we got into the fall, you know, we really started to get aggressive and go heavier with our, our purchasing. So we're finally getting to the point where a lot of those orders that are starting to become stale are being delivered. And so we're hoping that, you know, in the next month or two, you know, instead of 300, we see 500 or 600 in a, in a day or two. Uh, and that's that's the way this thing has to, yeah. has to happen. So how how much do you hear from your customers or how much do they even do they share with you their motivations when they're coming in? What are, do you do you hear the conversations in the store? Are people talking about politics? Are they we, one of the things we talked about on the show this week um, was that you know new president biden has hit the ground running and has written a historical amount of executive orders in his first week but so far he hasn't touched the second amendment he hasn't he hasn't done anything that would affect uh, gun rights or anything like that which we all kind of i mean he said he was going to do things like that on day one so we were kind of all waiting for that to happen and it are you, remind, are you reminding him? No, I, he doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. Um, um, but, you know, so we were we we're all kind of waiting for that sort of uh, shoe to fall that, that you know, um, is that what your customers are talking about? Are they talking about the election? Are they talking about I want to get these, you know, in case something uh, changes or this guy writes an executive order? Like, what are the conversations that your customers are having there in the store? Um, yeah, there's there's definitely a heightened um, sense of a rush to buy because of Um, nobody really knows what he's going to do when he's going to do it. um, And obviously what it will entail. So I think some people are just, Hey, you know, I've always wanted this and I, I better get one before I can't get one. Um, And so there's a lot of that. We, we still see a lot of new buyers who, you know, within this last year have bought their first handgun and now they're looking for a second firearm. Um, You know, this, this whole gun craze has gotten so big and so wide that it, it's 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 not just you couldn't point at it and say okay well it's just one type of firearm yeah. anymore yeah right it, it doesn't matter what well, it one is one type I mean, of person buying, right well I've got people buying you know more custom bolt action hunting rifles right now because they're because yeah um, or or hunting shotguns it, it I mean it's so widespread that that people are just buying. To buy. Yeah, are people buying those as a? I'll never forget years ago, uh, before this show was even on, um, I was doing a radio interview with um, 
uh, a gun expert and asked the standard question of, you know, for somebody who's a first time gun owner, you know, never owned a gun before, but is interested in and and buying a gun specifically just for home protection because they feel like you know I just be safer to have a gun in the house. The world's changing. And you know the 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 standard answer to that is everybody's different. You got to you know get the gun that you're comfortable with. But he did make this point of you know um, it's having a rifle, having a shotgun in in the in in your home, whether you're a hunter or not. That sound of racking the gun. Mm-hmm. That anybody, if somebody's in your house and it's dark and quiet, and somebody hears that, that's an that's a sound that every <laughs> human knows, and and is a great deterrent. And so made that suggestion. So I wonder because we've heard a lot about shotguns being really popular right now with first time gun owners. It, it, is that an indication of people hunting more, or is that an indication of it being a, a gun that's very popular for home defense? Both. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you start looking at, you know, the possibilities of, you know, and this is, you know, I'll start putting on my tinfoil hat here a little bit. But Do it. Let's go. Love when it. you start looking at the potential of not being able to shop for food, uh, being stuck in your house for a long period of time uh, and having to provide for yourself or your family, there there are some metrics there that are some firearms that are key to being, being able to do that. And a shotgun is one of those key firearms that you you can defend, you can hunt, you can provide food, you can do almost everything with because you can still shoot, you know, the right uh, slugs or buckshot for big game, yeah. but you've got birdshot for birds and then you've got defense loads for two-legged critters. And so there's a lot of aspects to it. And, and a shotgun is a, is a very easy gun to use. Uh, it's easier to keep on target. Uh, it has obviously an, an area to cover that's much wider, so it's easier to, you know, put it in the middle of the doorway and pull the trigger and whatever's in that doorway is probably going to get hit. So <laughs> that two, uh, that know, two legged they're, they're, critter, <laughs> that yeah. two legged critter or like four that. or whatever's there. So, um, so there, it's a very easy gun. And so when people ask a lot of yeah. time, you know, Hey, if the end of the world's coming, what guns should I have? Uh, a shotgun is always at the top of the list. Well, that's what our president said to his wife a long time ago. Yeah. Just step yeah. out on the back patio yeah, and, and fire it into the, the air. double barrel shotgun. Yeah. 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 Two blasts. Right. right. Yeah. So those, yeah. <laughs> um, go ahead. Uh, no, I was, I'm, I'm, I'm curious about the COVID story. Oh, yeah. Well, no. I, I, I want I to <laughs> finish. I want to finish gun talk. Before we, that's fine. That's before fine. we move on to, uh, we were talking. Uh, another question that uh, we talked about on the show earlier, and I'm, I'm curious to hear from you guys too. We continue to hear you. Got, you guys are talking about the pressure on on the industry continuing, and, and this idea of uh, you know an executive order that could change things, you know, with the stroke of a pen, just immediately. Do you guys get any type of heads up? Or is there anything in the gun industry that's that's known ahead of time? Like, hey, you might not want to place an order for five thousand of these, you know, these these magazines or whatever, because they're about to be illegal. Or do you find out at the same time we find out? You typically wouldn't get notice. <clears throat> yeah, that's nothing where we'd have a, a advanced notice. You, you would generally, you know, assume that product would be grandfathered 
um, mm. if it's already there. So in some cases, you know, Jake's being more aggressive and bringing in even larger quantities of magazines. Um, you know, but he, to some extent, you don't know. And so I um, use that. I use the magazine as an example because that's one that we've heard so much about. You know, high capacity magazines. So if they're typically when an order like this happens, it eliminates the manufacturing of it moving forward, and you guys are able to, if you are, if you already have it, you can sell it, and then that's it. Or do you have to go out and literally take it off the shelves? No, I mean in the past, you know, it was it was the manufacturing. Now, you know, based on what we've seen, the rhetoric, we know that they would like to prohibit ownership or, or have a tax and registration. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the question is how much can they get away with and what can they get away with via executive order? Um, and you, on the flip side, I think, you know, we've, we've seen some instances in the past where out of New York they tried to pass some really restrictive laws regarding transportation of, of your firearms that you you know you owned and um, there was an attempt to get that to the Supreme Court and once it essentially was announced the Supreme Court was going to take the case New York dropped the case because they didn't want it to reach the court fearing a precedent mm-hmm. and so I think that the you know the Democratic Party is probably trying to walk a pretty fine line to see what they could get through which wouldn't get to the courts and and hopefully that's very little but at the same time where you know the republicans have the majority in the supreme court um you know a precedent setting case wouldn't be a bad thing um you know for long-term rights um so you know it wouldn't hurt my feelings you know if if we had the opportunity to really you know get a solid case there where the supreme court could come down and say yeah, no states can restrict magazine capacity. Mm-hmm. You know, no states can restrict or limit access to concealed carry. Uh, you know, things like that, which would benefit gun owners and, and just you know individual rights. Yeah, go ahead, Bill. I still want to talk about COVID. Okay. <laughs> no, you know, I know, John. It sounds like your voice has dropped like an octave or two since you had the COVID, man. <laughs> That, and that's coming from a guy whose voice drops Has never. octaves every <laughs> single second. So yeah, you know what? Uh, uh, here I, I got one question. I got one more gun oh question. I got one more gun question, and then we can talk COVID. There was a story, and I kind of want to get you guys' opinion on this anyway. We uh, there's a story out of Jeff City about the gun store in Jeff City. I don't know if you guys saw this that yep. said they weren't going to sell guns to liberals. Um, yeah. which, you know, is dumb. Uh, my, my <laughs> thought, dumb. my thought on that is if there are liberals that want to buy guns, there's, that's going to be some liberals that have something that they don't want taken away from them. And uh, my thought is the, you know, if, as long as you're using them for all the right reasons, which the vast majority of gun owners are, um, liberals have buying guns for the first time, I think is a great thing because they are understanding how important their second amendment rights are and probably don't want them taken away either. Even if they do support the Democrats or Joe Biden in other areas. Um, that's my thoughts. What do you, what are yours? Uh, yeah. I mean, so ironically, uh, back around the election or shortly after I bounced, I, frequently bounce my ideas off of Jake. And I said, hey, what do you think about just uh, putting a sign up that says if you voted for Biden, you're not welcome in our store? 
And, you know, Jake, you know, being <laughs> so rational, said that's probably not a good idea. But, get your, yeah, hey, get your press, not. though. Get you some press. <laughs> it would have probably gotten us some press, but um, obviously, you know, we are here to to make money and sell products. So, um, you know. Army in America. Yes. He was, Jake, Jake's recommendation was taken. <laughs> so, it's, a, it's a double-edged sword, right? So. Yes, we're here to serve uh, the people uh, as far as being able to provide products that um, are fun. Now, I'm a firearms enthusiast for multiple reasons. I, I am not just a patriot who wants to sit here and talk 24-7 about defending my home and my mm-hmm. and people. Because firearms is more than just trying to shoot bad guys. Yeah. Uh, yet that seems to be all the attention. So it gives the, the whole industry kind of a a negative outlook. But when you look at the firearms well before this as a recreational activity that is fun to do, it provides for the family, it provides a recreation, it teaches, it trains, it, it helps people. Uh, it's a sport just like mm-hmm. everything else. So it's bonding. It's it, a bonding moment many times for families. It, I, I have never seen anybody pull the trigger for the first time and not have a smile on their face. Right. Yeah. So, yes. Um, so when we look at that, well said. yes, you you may be a Democrat and you may support Biden, and it, it, some of these people are buying guns because they're like, well, I can get them right now, uh, and then after that, they probably don't care if they don't ever get to buy another one, and mm-hmm. some will. Um, mm-hmm. So it's it, it's a fifty fifty, right? Yeah. I think some people will stand up and say, hey, no, I actually enjoy target shooting, uh, clays, traps, boarded clays, you know, skeet, that kind of stuff. I don't want those guns taken away. And others will say, well, I bought the one gun I needed. I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. My 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 philosophy is the more people that own guns and realize how important that is to them, the harder it's going to be for anybody to try to, to limit those rights in any way. So I'm all for every, liberals, Republicans, and anybody else, uh, you know, using their Second Amendment rights. All right, Bo. Firearms is a non-party Yes. Item. Yes. You're Ask. right. You're right. Just like automobiles. Ask John, um, Ask yeah. John about coronavirus. Uh, no, John, are you feeling better? Are you Are you out of the woods now? Are we good? Yeah. So good. I, I Conversation's over. No, it's not. <laughs> when can you get the I shot? I'm, I, I'm 99. I'm over COVID. I'm just fighting a little bit of a head cold, which is yeah. totally unrelated. Um, so how did you, you know, how did it all start? You said that, um, um, I can't remember if it was on the podcast or on the show. You said that it kind of started with a sinus infection type deal. Yeah. How did you, how did you know that you might have it and decide to go get tested? Like how did, how did that all unfold yeah. for you? So new year's Eve, um, I had a, just a sore throat, you know, and felt just a little achy, nothing, you know, too bad. Um, the next day, New Year's Day, uh, you know, that sore throat got a little worse, but, you know, no other significant symptoms. And then the morning uh, of the, I think that was the Saturday, probably like the second, um, that morning I woke up and had a real low-grade fever, like 100 degrees. But then when I made my coffee, and I'm a, I'm a huge coffee enthusiast, so I use an espresso machine and I have a specific blend and bean I use. So anyway, uh, I nearly knew when my coffee only tasted sweet, there was no flavor there. You know, wow. normally it's got this bold flavor and there was none of that. And I used vanilla. I, I could only taste 
the sweet flavor, but not the you know no vanilla, no coffee. And I was like, yep, I got COVID. Wow. Um, so I had actually scheduled an urgent care appointment the day before just for the, the sinus infection and um, thinking, you know, I should probably just get checked to be safe if, wow. if I have sinus, or sinus infection or strep. You know, I don't want to take any chances. Um, so I, I called them and said, hey, I lost my taste. And they said, yeah, that's a symptom of COVID. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you, obviously. what You know, I'm not living under a rock. So... <laughs> You know, they do the isolation thing, and they you go sit in your car in their lot, and they call you in. And yep, yeah. You do the swab, rapid test, and they said, you know, looks like a sinus infection, and then the COVID test came back positive. Mm. And then so, Jake took over the keys to the place, and uh, he ran right. he ran everything. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, Jake. Right. We did. We kicked him out of here pretty quick. Said, no <laughs> so, so what was the what did they did did they prescribe any specific meds for treatment? Like how did how did you treat it? Yeah, so not for COVID, um, just for the sinus infection. So yeah. they gave me a Z-Pack, yeah. and I, I was like, you know, straight to Walgreens, and I basically waited for my Z-Pack, and I started it right away. And my wife also came down with similar symptoms. She lost her taste and smell um, about the same time that I did, actually. And uh, so they, they said because she had no other symptoms that, you know, she should not get tested. And you mm. just assume, you know, in quarantine the same. Yep. And so, um, I, you know, we just isolated, stayed home. Uh, and the, the Z-Pack may have helped my recovery. Uh, I gained my smell and taste back just five days later. Wow. Um, and then all the other, you know, the, the, the um, nasal drain, you know, the achy stuff, that all went away too. And so, like, five days later, I felt pretty much 100%. Yeah. And it took her about 12 or 13 days before she even started to get any taste or smell back. And now she's pretty much 100% as well. That's great. Uh, but we just quarantined and stayed home and, you know, knock on wood, no other significant symptoms. Is and there a baby due in uh, September or October? <laughs> <laughs> Too per- too much. Actually, June. We were a little ahead on that. <laughs> oh, there you, go. there you go. Well played. So why is it everybody that I know, maybe you too, that has gotten COVID, has never seen hydrochloroquine, remdesivir, ivermectin? Nobody's getting any of these my, therapeutics. My guess is, and John, you can fill us in, but my guess is, because I, I, I do know a couple of people that have been, that have had it, had a bad experience with it, that have had that type of medicine. They're not hospitalized. Them. But the vast yeah. majority of the people that I have talked to that have had coronavirus has been a very mild, very similar to what yeah. John experienced, yeah. where it was nothing. Yeah. I don't think they use those medicines until it's unless it's a really bad case. John, oh, is that right? Okay. Uh, that's my understanding. So um, uh, hydroxychloroquine, they say, needs to be administered within like the first couple days of the virus. And you can be, you know, asymptomatic early on. Um and, and so I think that, you know, they're focusing those more on, you know, significant, you know, cases. Mm-hmm. Uh, and But there are still, you know, there are still cases. Uh, just yesterday, one of my wife's, um, somebody that worked where she works, uh, you know, about seven years old, they passed away and, mm-hmm. you know, got COVID a couple of days before. So wow. it's still there. It's still deadly. And people should still, you know, take it seriously. Um, but yep. You know, just trying to be as careful as you can. And, you know, what's even stranger, the, the way it affects everybody differently. So it's it's been through the majority of my family now. And um, uh, one of my, my brothers, one of my two brothers has had it, as did his wife. And then 
uh, their symptoms were like mine. Um, and then I have uh, a, an uncle and, and uh, my mother and uh, a couple family members. They've been vacationing and, and actually became symptomatic. Uh, the uncle traveling with them became symptomatic and got tested. And uh, he had a cough and a fever um, and he tested positive. And then uh, my mom and her boyfriends, uh, they uh, uh, got tested and tested positive, but they were asymptomatic yeah. the whole time. Yeah. And she was in her 70s, you know. And so I had symptoms in my 30s, and, and my mother in her 70s had no symptoms and would That's not incredible. have known she had it yeah. if they hadn't been in contact with the uncle with symptoms. That's just the thing is the randomness of this deal. Yeah. My, my, I had my uncle who's in his 50s and has asthma had it. And it wasn't too bad. My grandpa, who's 95 and lives in a nursing home, had it and barely had any symptoms. And, you know, and then other people have these these terrible. But that's why that's John. I really appreciate you sharing the experience, because I think that's hearing the real stories of people that have it is the true insight and information that people need. Um, because they just, I think there's so many, they just don't know what to believe or who to trust or anything like that. So I think it's important to tell these stories. You know, this is a, it's a serious thing. It can be, it can be a very serious thing. It's not all, you know, many times it's not that. And it's just important to do what you can to keep your, yourself safe. And it's also hard to deny the, the politics of it. Yeah, exactly. Cited by the media, you know, it's funny talking about you know, uh, the incitement of, of, uh, things and, um, you know, the way that the, the media treated it, uh, and that's then, a and great then, you know, point. Still, that's a great point. Everything is still shifting. So, you know, the messaging from, from who and these other, you know, international agencies constantly changes. And now, you know, I've heard and seen these stories that they're changing reporting and that, uh, you know, that, um, uh, they don't want to test you like at all, unless you have uh, symptoms, you know, previously there was different criteria. And now they're, it sounds like they're just trying to, you know, reduce the number of tests administered, which in turn reduces the number of positive, you know, cases. Yeah. Uh, so it'll skew the statistics down and, you know, the timing is pretty suspect since, you know, just uh, a week, uh, a week and a day ago, we changed administrations. There are yeah. fewer cases under the Biden administration will be the headline. Because oh, yeah. there's fewer testing. Seriously. Right. Anyway. Yeah, that's a great point. But more deaths. That's a great point. Stop it. All right. Well, we're going to wrap up this podcast right here. John, uh, great to talk with you as usual. Jake, of course, as well. And uh, glad, John, that you are feeling better and your family. Has, is Everybody's doing good after uh, uh, going through the virus experience. And thank you so much for uh, sharing your story. Uh, people that want to get out and see these guys out at Osage County Guns, if you've never been there before, you are doing yourself a disservice. Osage County Guns in Wright City. You can learn more at osagecountyguns.com. Uh, Google them to find uh, their social media and all that stuff. But get out there and see the store in person because it is uh, it is impressive. Guys, thanks so much for your time. We'll talk to you again real soon, okay? That's great. Thank that's you. Good. Thanks. See thanks, you guys. boys. All right. That's going to do it for this edition of the Second Amendment Radio podcast. For Bo Matthews and Carl Middleman, I'm Tony Colombo. We'll see you back here next week for another edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. 
Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.